Okay, so today we're looking at Detective Comics number seventy-three, the March issue from nineteen forty-three. And with these comics being sent out two months behind the cover date, I think we can finally say that we are officially in 1943. On the cover, we have Batman fighting someone. Someone who's returning by popular demand. The Scarecrow in a brand new story. He's really tall. He covers up like half the frame, and instead of having straw sticking out of his clothing, he has money. Money sticking out of his hat, money sticking out of his shirt sleeves, and in his hands, he's holding coins and necklaces. Batman's hanging on to one of these necklaces. He's about half the size of Scarecrow, and being pulled up so that he can tackle Scarecrow. But those aren't the only places money's appearing. In fact, Scarecrow is standing in a whole floor of it, so much, in fact, that Robin is sinking underneath. On the inside cover, we have Batman and Robin running in front of a building. They're running again towards Scarecrow. They're going to go beat him up. But the rest of the cover is pretty hard to make out. The whole background is black, and Scarecrow, who's standing in the foreground, kind of blends in except for his ginormous shadow across the building Batman and Robin are running against. The position of it, again, makes me think he'd need a backlight to make something that impressive, but I actually believe Scarecrow is the kind of guy who would bring a backlight to make his shadow more impressive. On the other side of the building, we see some thugs who look terrified and are running away from Scarecrow, except for one guy who's just laying on the ground. And the title of this comic is The Scarecrow Returns. And instead of being written in black ink, as the titles normally are, it's written in red ink. How special. So the comic starts out with Professor Jonathan Crane, one of the most dangerously brilliant men in our time. And he's writing on a chalkboard, a little one that's held in the hand. He writes the word HAT. And then he professes that no one has ever feared this three-letter word, but the Scarecrow will teach men to cringe in terror when they read just such words as this. I don't think you're going to make hats scary. I'm sorry, Scarecrow. Now that we have this vague and ominous message from Scarecrow, we go check in on Bruce Wayne, who's also doing something with hats. He's on a date right now with Linda Page. How, Bruce? I was sure that Linda was going to dump you after you got engaged to Catwoman. I'm flabbergasted. Can't believe she took you back. You must be very charming to get her to agree to it. I don't think even telling the truth would work. Well, I guess Linda's just an extremely understanding person. Because her and Bruce's relationship seems to have just gone back to normal. Right now, she's bringing him to some sort of hat exhibit. He's all, but Linda, you know I think most women's hats are terrible. What's that supposed to mean, Bruce? And she tells him that she absolutely does know that, and that's why they're going to a hat shop together, so that he can pick one out that he doesn't hate. And she'll wear it sometimes. She's actually wearing a hat right now, a very tall green one that looks a little ridiculous. But Bruce goes into this big hat shop. It's kind of a shop, but it's also kind of a presentation. There are some very old hats, some very new modern fashion hats. 
Bruce doesn't seem impressed with any of it. He makes a comment on how freakish all these modern hats are, and Linda tells him to look at some of the antique hats if he thinks those hats look weird. They go over and look at the display. The display probably looks better than the modern hats he was just looking at. And they realize that these hats must be super expensive because they're studded with real pearls and precious stones. Though Linda says with the prices she's paying for hats, hers ought to be studded with pearls and precious stones. They walk on from the historic hats to look at some new modern hats. There's this one with a turning crank on it. Linda seems to like it, but Bruce hates it. Bruce, if you're going to be this critical of women's hats, I'm not sure we can be friends anymore. The next one they look at is a little ridiculous, though. It's this really tight cap with an airplane stuck on top of it. Linda's all, see how the war has influenced women's styles? And Bruce is all, no wonder they say civilization is in danger. Okay, but I would definitely wear that if I had it. That thing's hilarious. They keep walking along, and Bruce continues disparaging hats. Like I said, he's gonna need some opinion changes if we're gonna continue to be friends. Until they get to this stage. There's a woman in green with a green hat on it, all alone until she is joined by this really tall man in raggedy clothes. He goes, Styles, bah, you women are fools. Like, he has taste. He hasn't bought a new suit in years. He spends all his money on rare books. Loser. The woman calls him awful, too. Bruce is a what? I'll say he's awful. He's the Scarecrow, one of the most dangerous crooks on Earth. He escaped from prison where I, a Batman, sent him. The Scarecrow doesn't hear that, which is good, because if he did, Bruce Wayne might become a target, which he might deserve. Instead, the Scarecrow is only interested in the antique hats with all the jewels on them. Because, of course, the Scarecrow is only interested in things that could make him money so he can buy more rare books and no clothes. His thugs run over to the big display, and Bruce watches them go. He's all, what a spot. I can't go into action as Batman without letting Linda know my secret. You know, Bruce... If Linda took you back from that engagement fiasco, she might deserve to know. But Bruce has an excuse. He thinks if Linda were to be known as a friend of Batman, she could be in danger. So he's got to do something as Bruce Wayne. He wanders over to where the thugs are looting the hat stand and promptly trips on the floor. He trips right into one of the thugs and smashes him into the glass with a crash. The thug calls him a clumsy ape, and the other one asks if he's looking for trouble and waves his gun, but first. And of course, Bruce is looking for trouble, but he can't let anyone know that, so he just pretends to help the thug out of the smashed glass. And as he does, he back elbows the guy behind him. He's all, oops, pardon me. The thugs are so mad at him, and finally the scarecrow comes over to take care of this. He whacks Bruce on the head with the butt of his gun. He's all, if I thought you did that on purpose, I'd kill you. But I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Why? I guess the Scarecrow has certain principles, even if they are weird ones. Bruce is knocked out, and the Scarecrow finishes looting up all the hats. When he wakes up a few minutes later, he's all, ooh, I did not see that meteor falling. 
And Linda rushes over to him. She's like, the scarecrow hit you with a pistol because you kept stumbling all over the place. He's all, oh, I do remember that now. Where's Scarecrow? Linda's all, I don't know. But before he left, he dropped this little chalkboard and she shows him the chalkboard. It's the same one he'd written hat on earlier, but now it says, hat came off nicely and underneath is written, mad. The Scarecrow's gonna go rob a rug store? Bruce also isn't sure what it means. He figures the Scarecrow has a slate because he used to be a university professor, but he doesn't know why the Scarecrow wrote mad on it. So there's really not much to do except for go home. When he and Linda part, she's all, I'm sorry you got hurt, Bruce. If only Batman had been there, then it wouldn't have happened. Bruce is all, you bet it wouldn't have. Yeah, because you haven't been hit on the head by the butt of a gun as Batman. Scarecrow would have just shot you. Now, Bruce is, of course, itching to go chase the Scarecrow down. But first, he goes home, and he picks up Dick. He's all, you could stand some excitement. Then they go off to see where the Scarecrow went. Everybody's faces in this panel are really messed up. It's, it's terrible. I don't like it at all. Now, I thought that the Scarecrow was going to go rob a rug store. But Batman has a different idea. You see, he knows more than literally nothing about wrestling, so he's able to hypothesize that the word mat written on the slate means the sport of wrestling. And tonight there's a special wrestling event where all the funds are going to a war bond drive. Batman thinks Scarecrow's gonna steal the war bond money. How extremely unpatriotic. In fact, Robin raises that issue too, not about the Scarecrow, but about him and Batman. This is some money-making event for the government, and they're just sneaking in without even paying admission. But Batman says that since they're going to save all these people's war bond money, it's worth not paying admission. They climb up to the roof and sneak in one of the sunlights without damaging it. Batman says from up in the ceiling they'll be able to see everything when the Scarecrow arrives. And Robin goes... If the Scarecrow doesn't show up, I hope the wrestling matches are good. Yeah, I hope you guys have fun too, even though I don't think watching wrestling matches are very fun. Batman and Robin seem to be having plenty of fun, though. They crouch on a girder and scan the crowd. It's a really big crowd. Batman says when you combine sport and patriotism, you've got a popular mix. It takes a while, but eventually... Robin spots a tall, skinny fellow buying popcorn from a vendor. And Batman confirms that he is indeed Professor Crane, Scarecrow, without the trimmings. And we cut over to where Jonathan Crane is standing. He's not buying popcorn, he's buying peanuts for five cents. The guy who's handing him peanuts actually isn't a vendor, he's part of Scarecrow's little gang. Scarecrow's giving him instructions, he's all... Now they're buying the bonds. As soon as you get to the ringside, pass out guns. The peanut vendor has this big box over his shoulders so he can easily hide guns. And lest we forget, Scarecrow is very conceited. He's all, Sometimes my own brilliance astounds me. Getting two of my mob into the ring as wrestlers contributing their services was a stroke of genius. I know they say Scarecrow's thin, but his neck looks distressingly thin in this comic. I'm surprised he can survive even one Batman punch to the face without his head falling off. Up in the ring, the announcer guy is hyping up the crowd. He's encouraging 
everyone to buy war bonds. And lots of people are actually doing it. One guy spends $10,000, another guy spends a week's pay. After all the war bonds are bought, they announce the next match. A match between Crusher Conger and Samson Sachs, who are skilled warriors of the mat. I see. Reincorporation. Meanwhile, down on the floor, all the war bond sellers gather up together to count how much money they've made. The two wrestlers make their way towards the ring, and we learn that they're the Scarecrow's wrestlers when they stop at the peanut vendor. He opens up his box, and they take out two guns. Popcorn and pop guns, huh? Says one of them, completely forgetting that this man is a peanut vendor. They get into the ring, presumably carrying the guns under their robes, and while the guy is announcing them, telling people that they're wrestling without pay, one of them whacks him in the head with the back of his gun. It's a really big gun, so he's got plenty of momentum. He's all, that's what you think, and the two of them point their guns into the crowd. Everyone's all, oh no, a holdup, they're after the war bond money. But actually, they're mostly a distraction, for the Scarecrow to sneak up behind the guy with the war bond money and point a gun at him, too. He's all, I'll take that money off your hands. And this guy's all, the Scarecrow, you can't get away with robbing Uncle Sam. How does this guy know who the Scarecrow is? It's only a second comic, and he wasn't that popular before. Up in the rafters, Batman and Robin have watched this whole scene go down. Batman's all, these people paid plenty to see action. And Robin's all, and they're going to get their money's worth. Batman dives down from the beams towards the wrestling mat, where he lands in front of the two wrestlers. They're all, Batman. And then he starts fighting them. He disarms the first one. And down in the crowd, Scarecrow sees him too. He's all, the Batman put me in prison once, but this time he's gone too far. Yeah, he stopped you from stealing money, how heinous. Meanwhile, in the background, Batman is mocking the two wrestlers for not knowing how to fight without guns. He picks one up and holds him above his head and twirls him around. He's all, this is called the airplane spin. The other wrestler hasn't yet been disarmed of his gun, so he can still fight. He lifts it up to shoot Batman, but then Robin drops out from the ceiling too and lands in the guy's head. He's all, I'm the bomber and you take the dive. Oh no, these are awful. Batman and Robin continue to fight the two wrestlers in the ring, putting on a very good show at making very terrible puns. After they've beat up all the wrestlers, they think they're good. But Scarecrow did have a whole gang with him, and some more people pop out of the audience. They're not wrestlers, and they do have guns. Batman says they're caught in the crossfire, but they don't get shot right away. See, Scarecrow, on top of being very vain, is also apparently a glory hog, and he wants to take down Batman and Robin himself. He's all, their aerial attack will seem crude besides that counterattack I'm about to make. Then he picks up a gun and starts shooting at Batman and Robin. And over on the map, Robin's all, the Scarecrow's shooting at us, but he's not hitting us. Batman's like, that's because he's not shooting at us. He's shooting the lights down. We've got to get out from under them. Batman and Robin run away, but they aren't in time. And the lights come down on them, flattening them to the ground. 
They've both halfway gotten out from under them, so their heads seem fine, but they are knocked out. Over in the crowd, Scarecrow's all, That's good, but knocking them out isn't enough. I'll have to kill Batman before I can make a success out of my campaign of terror. Hmm, how can I trap them? And he takes out his little chalkboard. This one must be a different chalkboard than the one Batman and Robin had. The Scarecrow finishes up writing, drops the chalkboard on the ground, and leaves. He didn't actually get the money from this, but he's planning to get more in the future. After he's gone, the cleanup starts. Some people go over to the mat and lift the lights off Batman and Robin. They seem mostly fine, a little dazed. But since this is a sports contest thing, they actually have medics this time. So for the first time ever, Batman and Robin get some on-site medical treatment. Although, the medics don't do much. Mostly they just tell them to sit down until they stop being dizzy. Batman's all. So the Scarecrow and his thugs got away? Then we failed. But one of the medics is all. You didn't fail. You saved all the war bond money, and you treated the crowd to the best fight they've ever seen. Is there anything more important than that? Batman's like, yeah, Scarecrow's more important. Unless he's put down for good, he'll terrorize the whole city. We're actually far enough out from the fight by now that the police have had time to arrive. One of them comes up to Batman, holding the Scarecrow's chalkboard. He shows it to Batman, and we can read. Hat came off nicely. Mat fell flat. And underneath is the word. That. Is he going somewhere with chemicals? Batman thinks it's a tough one, too. Luckily, this time, they can cheat. There's a little card stuck to the frame of the chalkboard. Robin pulls it out and reads it. It's an advertisement for the Vortex Cleaners and Dryers at 13 Hook Street. He says it's a really old advertisement. The police officer there says it's probably nothing. It probably just got kicked around and stuck on the chalkboard accidentally, but Batman and Robin decide to check it out anyway. I mean, what other leads do they have? So, a few minutes later, they show up to Vortex Cleaners and Dryers. Ooh, look on the door, it says they've moved to new headquarters. Batman tells Robin that dryers use vats. I did look this up, I have no idea how it works. The best I can figure is that vats are what they used to call the drum of the washing machine. Before they go in, Batman cautions Robin. He says that this clue has been too easy, and it might have been intended as a trap. What do you mean easy? You only came here because you saw the advertisement. Though I guess if Scarecrow wanted you to come here, he could have planted the advertisement, which he probably did. So they're going to take some precautions. Robin sees a high window that's got a drain pipe leading to it. They figure they'll go up to that window and be able to take on Scarecrow from above. They'll have the high ground. So they do. They climb up. But when Batman looks at the window, he sees that that's actually the room all the Scarecrow's thugs are in. He's all, they're waiting at the door with guns ready. Guess you better go in the window, Batman. Over at the door, they really are waiting with guns ready. One guy in a green suit goes, Geez, Scarecrow, this joint gives me the creeps. I feel like someone was sneaking up on me. And Scarecrow waves his hand at him. He's all, a common psychological phenomenon when one has reason to be frightened of anyone, Muggsy. Hasn't this guy been employed by the Joker before? He definitely employed a Muggsy. Maybe it's a common name with muggers. 
Scarecrow goes on lecturing. He's all, Now, I were nervous, I might imagine that, instead of waiting here to kill the Batman, the Batman was creeping up to attack me. And all the muggers are horrified. What an awful thought, they say. And that awful thought becomes reality just seconds later. Batman jumps through the window and starts attacking them. No wonder I had the creeps, says Muggsy. That is kind of a hazard of working for the Scarecrow, though. Seems like he will definitely try to make you scared. I wonder how he got anyone to work for him. It isn't really established that he has money. Guess he paid them with the hat sales. Batman and Robin start beating everyone up. Eventually, it's just the Scarecrow left. He climbs up on these giant boxes in the background and waves a hook at Batman and Robin. He's all, come at me if you dare. And Batman's all, all right, thanks for the invitation. And he jumps up on the box and goes to hit Scarecrow in the face. When he's one box away from Scarecrow, and Robin has climbed up on the box too, the Scarecrow pulls on this chain above his head. The boxes all open up and Batman and Robin go plummeting into one while the Scarecrow swings away on his chain. Batman identifies these as the vats and says they're opening up under him and Robin. And Robin goes, he tricked us. Batman and Robin must have taken that fall very poorly because when they get down, they're dazed. That gives Scarecrow's thugs enough time to climb down into the vat too. I believe the two tying up Batman and Robin here were the wrestlers from before. This time, I'm going to take a sock at you instead of the other way around. Then I'll tie you up, says one, as he waves a blackjack at Batman. Soon, Batman and Robin are tied up to the wall of the vat. Then the two thugs climb out, and Scarecrow reaches down with his hook and turns on the water to the vat. I'm surprised this place still has plumbing. It seems very abandoned. The laundry place did move to a new location. Then, Scarecrow holds up his stupid little chalkboard. This must be his third chalkboard, because I'm pretty sure Batman and Robin didn't bring the previous one with them. And he crosses off the V in VAT and replaces it with a B for BAT. He says, you see, I was after BAT, meaning you, all along. The VAT was only to get you here. Batman calls him a rat, and then Scarecrow says that Batman's gonna drown just like a rat, and he goes off, laughing to himself. Now Batman and Robin are tied up in this giant laundry vat with water pouring in on them. They're tied up sitting down, too, so it's gonna take even less time to kill them. Robin says that when the Scarecrow held up his chalkboard, he noticed that a fourth word had been written on it. Gat. What in the world is a yat? So the best probable definition I could find for it was sun yat sensim, which are the principles propounded by sun yat sin in his founding of the first Chinese republic. That's kind of nonsense. I can't wait to see how the scarecrow is going to do something with the principles of the first Chinese empire. In the meantime, Batman and Robin have to free themselves. Batman says he can't just pull the ropes out, but when they look around to see if there's anything useful, they spot the Scarecrow's hook. He threw it into the water after he turned the water on with it, and just left. Batman thinks if they could get it, they could use it to untie themselves. But of course, their hands are tied up and it's out of reach. 
it's not even floating towards them. So Batman and Robin have to use their legs to make a current and draw the stick closer and closer to them until Batman's able to grab it. He uses it to pick at his ropes, but it takes him so long that the water is up to their necks. Batman, that thing has a reach on it. You might have more luck untying Robin's ropes first. He doesn't, though, and it looks like they're in a very dire situation. Will the daredevil duo escape in time? Or will the diabolical plot of the scheming scarecrow write finis to their dramatic career of crime fighting? No, of course it won't. Batman just needs a couple more seconds. And apparently the comic realizes that too. We don't even get to see Batman and Robin untie themselves. We just go right over to Scarecrow, where he is in Chinatown. Okay, yes, I did cheat and use my future knowledge that they were going to Chinatown to look up what Yak could be. But it is still nonsense. Scarecrow and his men walk around for a little while, until they enter some store. Then they just pull out their guns and say it's a stick-up. The man behind the counter is all, Robbers? Well, it's better to go valiantly to your ancestors than be left empty-handed by thieves. This guy has principles. Scarecrow's not interested in the principles, though. He's all, it'll take more than philosophy to save your treasures, my friend. Aw, oh, but Scarecrow, you're so highbrow and interested in philosophy. Apparently Scarecrow is only faking it, though, because he immediately starts robbing this guy instead of talking philosophy with him. He gets a couple small statues and puts them in a bag, and then he sees this giant jade Chinese scarecrow. It's at least half as tall as a person, and he loves it immediately. He has to have it for his own collection. It's a good omen, he says. But is it really a good omen for him? It might just be a good omen for Batman and Robin, because they've found the shop. They were actually able to make something of the Yak Clue. They just looked it up in a telephone book and figured that this was the only shop that the Scarecrow could have wanted to come to. There might have been more Yats, but apparently this was the one with all the valuables. So they walk up to the door and we get a very good view of them in shadow in front of this little round window. And then they break through it. They don't actually break the door this time. Lucky for the guy who owns the shop. And they come across Scarecrow and his thugs immediately. They all start screaming that Batman's a ghost again. But Scarecrow knows better. He's all, this is ridiculous. Batman and Robin are dead and there's no such thing as ghosts. Batman, though, isn't stopped by the Scarecrow's disbelief in ghosts. And he punches him right into the cash register and tells him he's worthless because apparently he doesn't even register his small change. I don't know how 1940s cash registers work. Then Robin starts beating up some of the thugs. He throws a vase at one, a mask at another. They slam a guy into the wall. And this whole time, they're telling the most horrible rhymes. One of the thugs says, I'll use a gat on a brat. I assume a gat is a type of gun. When he throws a vase, Robin says that he's throwing the vase into the thug's face. And it just goes on and on like that for panels. One thug says, have a slug, lug, as he shoots Batman. And then Batman calls out that they're rhyming, but does it anyway when he tosses the man over the counter and says, a lump for a chump. That one didn't even make that much sense, Batman. Finally, finally they stop rhyming when all the thugs are beat up. 
and they go back to face the Scarecrow, who fortunately has too much dignity to rhyme. He's just gonna shoot Batman and Robin. I do find it really funny how the Scarecrow is drawn, though. He's so tall that they have to keep making him bend his long, grasshoppery legs to fit in the panel. He points his gun at them, calls the meddlers, and says he'll shoot the first one of them to make a move. Batman and Robin freeze for a second, and then they simultaneously jump at him. Guess you can't shoot the first one to move when they move at the same time. That is their logic. And to add insult to injury, after the Scarecrow is tackled into a counter, the Jade Scarecrow from before falls over on his head with a boop. Then the shop owner from before pops up from behind the counter and thanks Batman and Robin over and over again. You know, Batman and Robin are very popular in Chinatown. After that, Batman and Robin call the police and they arrest the Scarecrow. As they drag him off, he goes, No prison can hold me. I escaped before and I'll do it again. And next time, you'll be the first on my list, Batman. Batman has great confidence in himself, though. He's all, oh, well, if you ever do get out, the sooner we meet, the sooner you'll bounce back in. Then Batman and Robin go back into the shop and find the Scarecrow's little chalkboard. Now it says, hat came off nicely. Matt fell flat. That, but with the V crossed off and a B written above it, for bat, he's all wet. Yat. Standing pat, and finally Batman adds, that's that. The end.